welcome to the Spindrift Podcast. I'm Aoife and every episode I'm joined by someone from the world of cycling or adventure to chat about their experiences and share their story. This episode is with Sky Murphy who works with great big events. They are the sports production company that have this year been travelling venue to venue with the Mountain Bike World Series, making those live races thrilling and compelling for the crowds watching them. Sky shares what her role entails. She is incredibly calm in the face of potential chaos. What it's like not only touring around the world for major sporting events, but also doing it with a wee baby under a year old. And how mountain bike fans compare to fans of other sports. There's even a musical theatre reference. This interview was recorded while the World Champs was happening. I mean, literally, we were in, like, the next field over in the venue at Glentress in Scotland. So you will probably hear a fair bit of background noise. But I hope you enjoy the chat. So you can probably hear the music in the background, and that's because we're in a quiet pause between the elite XCO finals here on the last day of mountain biking events at Glentress. It's been a big week and I'm joined by Sky Murphy, whose job title I've immediately forgotten. Sky, tell me what your job is. Uh, I am the sports presentation floor manager for great big events who have been hired to do the sports presentation for Glentress. And uh, so this is one of a number of hats you wear because you also work on the Mountain Bike World Series uh, and you've got a fascinating history in all sorts of different things from musical theatre to teaching to now doing what you're doing. Sky, um, what's a day in the life of Sky at this kind of event? I mean, the World Champs is obviously a bit different to your regular World Series roles, right? Yeah, so um, on the World Champs, I'm the floor manager, but for the World Series, I go between um, between the mountain bike disciplines. I have two different roles. So for cross country and marathon, I continue to be the floor manager for sports presentation, but for the downhill and enduro, I'm the show caller producer role, um, which I work with the team to kind of tell everyone when to do their roles. Um, I work with incredibly talented people. Don't tell people what to do, just when to do it. So it's been amazing have you know, so working with you this week because we've been doing, myself and Lauren have been doing a little bit of like stuff on screen, like in venue stuff. And so just to have you there, Sky, just going, right, you're going to do this, you're going to do it now and I'm going to count you in. And then we do it, and then you're like, that was okay. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's a very reassuring presence. It was more than okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't fishing for that, but thanks. Um, so what is sports presentation compared to sports broadcast, for example? Because there is, there is a significant difference there. Yeah, so sports presentation, the way I like to break it down is um, when you buy a ticket to go and see a sporting event, Sports presentation or sports press is um, the added extra that you get when you're in the arena, the stadium. Being there is special and we, we give people that. So it's not just what, watching a sport, which obviously we enhance the sport as well by making it visible throughout the arena, but we also, um, you know, any kind of live acts when we're working with um, some sports do national anthems, before the sport it takes off like if you're watching a rugby game often we have national anthems and flags beforehand that's usually in sports pros as well ceremonies is a big part of our you know bag of tricks as well um you know kind of 
what you're watching when you're at a sporting event, what you see and what you hear, that's sports pres. And it's, it's all about sort of building and generating that incredible atmosphere that you get in a venue, right? Because you've got people, for whatever sport it is, right, you've got people who are absolutely passionate and excited and love, love to come and watch like the mountain biking here. So it's just harnessing that and building that and sharing it across the sides. Yeah, spectator engagement and making sure that they're having the best possible time to cheer on our athletes to make sure that they can do the best job that they can. You know, obviously we've all just lived through COVID and a bit working in sport during that time when we had, um, and I was still in Australia then, but um, we were, had, were working towards, well, working in empty stadiums and uh, that was pretty t- hard and pretty tough. So now that we were all back, spectator engagement is such a huge and awesome thing and um, making sure everyone's here is happy and healthy and uh, you know, just having a great time. I mean, Sky, you're an absolute pleasure to work with. Obviously, complete pro, know everything about what you're doing. <laughs> you're still working with me, I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I would say it afterwards. But one of the things that's been brilliant um, working with you is, is meeting your daughter, Gwen, who's only we, and is, is travelling around with you. How, tell us about how you're managing motherhood with a, a wee baby on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's been an interesting choice. Uh, I dreamt of being a mum for a really long time and kind of thought, at some point I'd have to settle down and, you know, become a stay-at-home mum, which is in itself a definite superpower. But um, And I did it for a little while, but uh, it's not a role that's for me. Um, bow down to all the mums and stay-at-home parents that are out there because... Uh, it's an awesome job that you do, but uh, not a role that I um, that really suited me. So I have an incredible partner in my husband, and um, I would choose the word partner really strongly because he really we really have been tagging it. So uh, he is now the full time parent, and I get to be the kind of primary earner whilst he is the primary carer. And um, having our daughter Gwen, who's will be one next week, uh, she's been on the road with us for a couple of months and uh it's amazing it's exhausting but um it's it's just incredible to um oh I couldn't do what I do if they were still at home so uh Gwen will have been to 12 countries in 12 months by the time we hit her um birthday so we're quite stoked with that and you know it's exhausting they turn up on site so I can breastfeed her in a site shed usually or out you know sitting on the grass and you know it's tricky but um yeah wouldn't change it for the world I'm I'm assuming that your husband because you're not yet a mountain biker I feel like we should work on this isn't a mountain biking hopefully all this exposure on the on the mountain bike world series will will make Gwen a mountain biker in the future uh yeah so I'm not I'm I don't ride um I think I'm gonna have my arm twisted into it at some point and I'm certainly getting more into the sport um by every competition, every week, I get a little bit more, oh, maybe I should give it a go. Um, and I feel that way when I'm working on every sport that I go, oh, maybe this one's for me. But uh, yeah, Dan, my partner, wants to see me on a bike very soon. And uh, uh, Gwen will be getting her first balanced bike for her first birthday. So uh, I think she'll be heading downhill very soon. Excellent. Love to see it. Um, so you've been working on the Mountain Bike World Series this year. What's been the highlight for you? I mean, the it's a it's a huge it's gone massive right so we've gone from like maybe the mountain bike series with cross country and downhill then we had the separately enduro world series now it's all together and marathon multiple events multiple venues it's a 
there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on and I love just being a part of it. If I uh, was to highlight one moment, it was definitely Rachel Atherton um, seeing a fellow mum who's, you know, winning and, you know, just absolutely killing it. Um, you know, I uh, she put it, did an Instagram post not that long ago saying how she, um, you know, is, is finding it pretty tricky doing, doing it all and, uh, you know, I really that really resonated with me and I'm just like you know what me too I um it's really hard and I'm not a pro athlete um so I don't know how she does it but watching her win is just incredible but watching everyone win is just like you know seeing those riders cross the finish line every day is just it's it's a win for all of us I have to say because I love watching it online and um and you know that's great like you get to see all the racing but there there is just something about live events like watching these like literally like the hugs and the tears when they cross the line or the atmosphere and build up and excitement beforehand I mean there's nothing like it right a hundred percent and I I, for me at least it doesn't change so I um I think when Rachel won like I blew everyone's ears when screaming down our headset like our comms into their ears being like oh my goodness she's done it um maybe with a little bit more colorful language but uh you know you don't I don't stop being stoked um there's an amazing thing when you get to say your home country's national anthem go when they um when they win and you get to like for me to say I've I've had it once where I've uh, had the opportunity to say Australian anthem go for a gold and um yeah there was tears like it's it's just amazing and and you really like I really feel a part of the story and you know making history and it's it's cool so great big events is the organization the company that you work with that make all this possible they work on a number of huge events what other sports have you worked with what other events have you worked on uh, so, across uh, when working in sports presentation, um, I have done. Uh, I worked on the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games in, um, in Tokyo, uh, and I worked on the shooting for that. And I did the Paralympics Games as well, which was just incredible. Um, I did the Invictus Games, the in Sydney, the Commonwealth Games 2018 in the Gold Coast. I was really lucky to I've I've worked on rugby which you know is my is my love. I've worked on AFL which um is Australian Football League for anyone who's not Aussie. Yeah, I've been really lucky to work on a whole bit bunch of other stuff. There's been some tennis thrown in there. Lot, lots of fun things and yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, is there a difference or a similarity between the fans of any particular sports? Like we were kind of joking um, earlier today, like when we were earlier this week when we were trying to G up the crowds and like, I should just say, if you hear noise in the background, it's because we're standing next to the track. The teams are going up for the start of the men's elite race. So we don't want to get in the way of them. Um, you know, like, come on, Glentress, this isn't golf. Because, you know, we want we want atmosphere at a mountain bike event. And I think you get that. Do you have like comparable atmosphere or are some events a bit more like low key and chilled? I think it's really funny because, you know, looking at um, mountain biking, for example, when the sport is on, that's when you want to be the loudest, the most encouraging. You you really want to get the atmosphere going. We have loud music. We We're trying to get it really pumped up to get to really support the athletes. 
And then I go and work on another sport like tennis where when it's on, it's dead quiet. And it's like, and I always find the silence really, really um, difficult because I spend my, like, you know, a lot of my professional career is pumping everyone up. Yeah, let's build this atmosphere. And then sports on. <laughs> it's really, it's really mad. Like, it's, it's very strange. But uh, yeah, I guess, you know, your rugby fans and your AFL fans, not that different. Um, yeah, your team sports, I feel, uh, yeah, probably quite similar. Just, uh, you know, different, cheering different names. How did you get into sports presentation and production? Like, what's your, what's was this a, a long, lifelong goal, or is this something that's like you've discovered? Uh, no, I, I discovered it. Um, it discovered me, I guess. We, uh, we, no, me. <laughs> Sorry, the royal we. The royal we. That's right. Um, I saw an ad on a Facebook stage management group in 2017 that great big events was looking for something was looking for a backer house show caller for one of their cultural gigs and um i got in contact and then uh yeah i've been really lucky to have what i think and hopefully they think too is a um a good working a great working relationship with them and i I feel really lucky to work with them and i'm proud to wear the gbe shirt I have to say that the team always seem fantastic. Like everybody's super calm, but like funny and welcoming. Even if you don't know anyone, like all of you guys obviously like work together a lot, but you've been really welcoming and supportive, but also so impressively organized, which I can imagine you need to be on something like this. Yeah, no, we're really lucky. The um, core team on the champs, um, we've been together for uh, a couple of months now on the World Series and then big team of us for the champs and then we go back to our smaller team when we go back to the uh Andorra next weekend um but yeah it's it's amazing and yeah GBA pulls a great team of um excellent professionals together which I'm lucky to be one of so to say that you've been you saw it in a stage management group so I mean that that hints that perhaps you have a, a theatrical background is that safe to say yeah I am um, in a past life uh you know not so long ago I uh worked in musical theatre and so was uh, at a Sydney-based theatre um, for a couple of years and, and that was pretty amazing and um, yeah, worked on some, some of the big musicals. Right, you say big musicals, which ones? Because like everybody has to have a favourite musical. What's your favourite that you've worked on? Favourite that I've worked on is probably also my favourite musical um, of the time was Wicked. I also did The Lion King um, and Les Mis, which was pretty great. Uh, I toured with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, um, you know, songs of my childhood, which then became, you know, eight, eight shows a week. That must get like properly grained into your head then. Do you not like dream Chitty Chitty Bang Bang while you're on tour with that? Yeah, you do. It gets really stuck in there and it's, um, you know, tricky. But, uh, you know, you kind of have a phase where it's like, nope, can't listen to that anymore. And then, uh, yeah, it's nice memory lane every now and again now. And you've also got a background in teaching, if you don't mind me asking you about that, because that's... I can see that there are parallels because you have, you you know, there's a sort of a degree of engagement, there's understanding your audience slash students and like how best to communicate and engage with them. So I can kind of see a thread running through, but was teaching like originally what you wanted to do or was it musical theatre or which way around did it come? Uh, so it was musical theatre first, then I went into teaching and then I found sports pres. So I sustained a pretty serious injury in uh, 20. 
15. Um, I broke my neck at work and essentially couldn't do my job anymore. And so I had to find a new job, new dream. And so I became, I did my Masters of Primary School Teaching and I worked for a while. Well, luckily I've, I finished my degree just in time for COVID to hit and uh, we needed, well, everyone needed teachers then. So um, I I got a full-time job, which, you know, really, I felt really lucky and kind of saved me. Um, But I was working in a special education school in Sydney and um, that was uh, super rewarding. It's um, teaching, again, bow down to the people who, who are amazing teachers and who are really dedicated. It's, I've, found out it's not my calling but um you know it took me a little while to find that out but really love my time doing it it is incredible having that that impact and connection with people one of our other podcast guests uh, joe shway who by the time you hear this will either have gone out or will be about to go out but she works with uh, special educational needs students and oh she's just she if she doesn't get you passionate and engaged about it like i don't know what will because she's just loved working with them so we are on the well the last day of mountain biking here which I'm both kind of looking forward to a break from because I'm quite tired, but also a bit sad about because it's just been such an incredible experience. There's one more day to go in Glasgow with the women's uh, elite road race, and um, but we're, we're basically finishing up in a minute now. But it's not the end for you because you've got the rest of the Mountain Bike World Series to, uh, to look forward to. What's next on the agenda for you, uh, for you Sky? Well, yeah, as you said, we're wrapping up in beautiful Scotland uh, this afternoon and um, we'll head down to Oxfordshire for a week off and then over to Andorra, then into France, US, Canada, uh, and then, yeah, kind of might come up for air then or um, jump onto the next gig. Who knows? Wow, busy, busy season and pretty relentless as well because you're travelling in between all the events and the events are so much longer now as well. Favourite venue so far? I mean, I feel like you have to say Scotland, but, you know, you don't you don't have to say Scotland. Do I? Um, <laughs> I've only been to Scotland once before this trip and I've been dreaming of coming here my whole life. So it's... Uh, my maiden name was McDougall. I, I feel like, you know, I turned up in, I'm definitely not Scottish, but, um, you know, it's in my blood. It's, it's in my, my bones. This is an amazing, amazing place. Um, and, but we're really lucky on the tour to go to many, many, many amazing places. So I couldn't pick a favourite, but uh, Scotland's definitely up there. Excellent. Well, we'll welcome you back up to explore your Scottish roots a little bit more in the future. Sky, thank you very much for the chat. Thank you. So that was Sky Murphy from Great Big Events. So how did I come to be working with Sky in Glentress at the World Championships? I was asked to be part of the in-venue MC team for the cross-country mountain bike events that took place in the Tweed Valley in Scotland as part of the 2023 Cycling World Champs. So this is the first time that all the cycling disciplines, or nearly all the cycling disciplines, had a unified World Champs. So normally, like, downhill mountain biking has one World Champs in one location at one point in the year, and, like, the road... World Champs will be in another location, time trial in another. Uh, So this is the first time that nearly all the disciplines had them together in one place. So I guess it was kind of like the Olympic Games of cycling and the atmosphere was incredible. There were races happening um, all across Scotland. So the main hub was in Glasgow. There was downhill in Fort William. There were races happening in Stirling. And as I said, the cross-country Olympic, short track and marathon events happened in the Tweed Valley. 
So in the venue, uh, in the commentary booth, were the absolutely legendary commentators Dan Jarvis and Randy Ferguson, who are experts in mountain biking. They know everyone, they've been doing it for years, and they provided a blow-by-blow account of what was happening out on the racetrack for all the fans who were in the venue. Meanwhile, myself and presenter, general manager of global environmental organisation Protect Our Winters UK, Lauren McCullum, plus Stu the cameraman and Sky were out roaming around the venue. So we were sometimes up in the uh, near the salmon ladder feature with the crowds up there, or we'd go off to a section, another section of the track, or we were on the viewing platform overlooking the start finish area. And we recorded video segments that were shown on the huge screens dotted about the venue and uh, also some live segments while the racing was happening. So there was an awful lot of like gene the crowd up and, you know, come on, Glentress, make some noise, that kind of thing. So just, you know, bringing the atmosphere and adding a little bit more context from out and about, doing a couple of little interviews with people. It was really, really good fun. It was an absolutely incredible experience. Uh, Sky, uh, as she mentioned, was the, the floor manager and she was a cool, calm, collected, professional presence the whole way around. She'd tell us what we needed to do, where we needed to go, when we needed to do it and count us in. So, for example, we'd hear things like, OK, we're going to be coming to you uh, in the, for the next segment. And then Sky would count down like five, four, three and gesture two and one so that we, we didn't hear that on the on the microphones. And then we would do our thing. And then she'd tell us that when we were clear afterwards. Um, yeah, the first couple of times were really slightly stressful, but it was it was really good fun. It was a really good opportunity to try something new. As for the world champs themselves, uh, well, at least the mountain biking events. Uh, I mean, what was it like for someone who's like really into mountain biking? It was incredible, actually, to have to have the world's best mountain bikers or, you know, a selection of them literally riding on the trails that are like near my house so you're watching like multiple world champions who I'm more familiar with watching you know on live streams from races in like the US and Europe um, and they're like ragging around trails that I kind of know I can definitely assure you that they were doing it way better than I would ever be able to do it. Um, the crowds are incredible. We had huge crowds for the event. They were really positive, really engaging, really, you know, sort of cheering everybody on. Everybody was like super happy to be there. It, was, it felt like a really, really good atmosphere. And the course itself was pretty technical they did actually have to make some amendments to sections of it because it was proven to be a little bit too technical in places just for the type of event it was and and you know so the way the way things were rolling um but it was absolutely incredible to watch these riders i mean you see you see them on camera right you see them on screen and it's not the same as seeing them roll over something right before your eyes because you really get a sense of just how good they are um, so yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I would love to do more, to be honest. It was really good fun. And uh, I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity to, to give it a go. So I know that Sky will have other events. She's not exclusively mountain biking uh, for coming up that she'll be working on. And hopefully our paths will cross in the future because she's an absolute legend, just an absolute pleasure to work with. Uh, so as per usual, I'll pop all the links and follows and references in the show notes. Thank you very, very much for listening to Spin Drift. If you enjoyed it, spread the word, let other people know. And in the meantime, happy riding. Happy riding.